0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangey Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangey Law Firm has an office in Wichita, Kirk Stangee, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton,
1: Missouri. and welcome to the final part, part five of Diva Week. And today's plant is Alocasia poly, a plant that certainly poses some challenges for most of us mere mortal house plant growers. And today I'm joined by Mireya of Instagram account Born Gardening to help you pick your way through the minefield that is Alocasia poly care. Maria is a gardener in the wonderful city of Bajalona. Did I say that well? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> in Spain. And she is a dab hand at growing this plant. A member of the Aroid clan with those veined leaves that look so stunning when you buy them and look so terrible as they start to die. So where have we all been going wrong? Well, here's my chat with Mireya so we can find out. Mireya, we are here to talk about Alacasia poly, which I think might be up there as the number one plant that people find a bit tricky to grow. It's a beautiful, beautiful plant, though, and I can understand why everyone is so captivated by it. Is it one of your favourites? Yes, it is. It is one of my favorites for me. Uh,
0: it's a plant I associate with the tropics and just takes me straight to the tropics. And with this deep green arrow shaped wavy edged leaves, it's just mesmerizing. I mean, I can spend hours looking at it and it's, it's unbelievable. Really, really nice. And I think that's why a lot of people want to have it in their houses.
1: Yeah, and it does seem that it's very widely available now. I think it must have been, you know, being, being mass produced. And so everyone can get their hands on this plant now, but not everyone can keep it happy. And the number of times I see a post from somebody saying, my poly is dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, are the, what are the main causes of a dead poly? How do people kill this particular plant? I think the number one issue with this plan is
0: maintaining the high levels of humidity and the warmth as well in, in the house. You know, to recreate this kind of dangly environment in a house is quite, is quite hard. It really likes uh, sort of temperature from 16 to 27 degrees. So that could be a bit tricky, especially in the UK in the winter when the heating is on and the air gets very dry. I mean, I live in the Mediterranean, so that helps quite a bit because here it's quite warm, and Barcelona is very humid, so it sort of like likes that kind of um you know atmosphere, uh, but still, we're talking about high levels of humidity, which are difficult to recreate in a house about 50 percent or so, so. Um, I think what, he, what is good is to have a humidifier a few hours a day if you can if you can have one. I mean I don't have one, so what I use is a pebble tray with water. So when the water evaporates, it creates this the humidity around it. And what I really like doing as well, which mine is it's in this uh, environment, is grouping grouping the plants which creates this microclimate and it really works. My one is surrounded by begonias, calatheas, uh, ferns, which is, they all require quite high levels of humidity. And I think it's really nice as well because you create a little landscape, like a little interior landscape, instead of just having them scattered all over the the house. So I think this, this, this works.
1: That's a good point. I think because people often want to display this plant as a specimen plant on its own because it is so gorgeous. But as you say, it's probably going to be much happier in a group with other plants where it's it's possibly going to get a bit of a boost. I and mean, I'm just looking at my little um, thermometer slash humidity monitor in here, and it's only a 32% humidity in here right now, which is terrible. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I think, you know, in the winter, obviously... I don't know um, how your heating works, but here in the UK we have mainly have radiators, which are you know hot water being piped through, and it makes the air so dry. Um, yeah. And in the states, they have that air vent, uh, which is even worse. So there is a real issue with that, and as you say, a humidifier can really, really help. I think that would be excellent. It's 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 the it's
0: the trick the humidifier if you have the heating on. Here, I live in a very quite quite small, you know, quite. Uh, all flat and you don't really need the heating on in winter so
1: we're quite lucky with that say that you you, your poly was getting too little humidity how would you know what what signs does it give off that it's really unhappy is it sort of crispy edges to the leaves yeah it produces these brown tips and sometimes
0: we see yellow halos as well on the leaves then when we when we start seeing that it, it, it that's what it what that's what it means really and sometimes what happens as well, then you think, oh, my God, you know, it's it like needs more water. So we, com- we get that confusion between humidity and water, which sometimes is really mm. difficult to handle. And we start overwatering. And then what happens is it-, it leads to root rot. And then we've got a problem there as
1: well. Does it die back? I mean, it, can it die back and go into dormancy in winter and lose leaves and then come back in the spring?
0: Yeah, that's what it does, actually. Below... Uh, Twelve degrees, it goes into dormancy. So um, yeah, you need to keep it in a warm place. But uh, don't worry, if you see that it's not growing, no leaves are coming out, it means just it's having a bit of a rest during winter period, and then in spring will will come back will come back to life. So uh, it'll be bright again, and you can you can start again with more watering. So in the winter you have to water much less, obviously.
1: And do you find with this plant that it, it oftentimes it needs repotting when you buy it because it's been potted into something that's possibly not suitable in terms of the potting mix that's been... Yeah, I, I think uh, what, what I do with mine,
0: I, I like to try to recreate, recreate as much as I can this uh, sort of like, I call it jungle mix soil, which I try to, to, to create my own with uh, potting soil, uh, put in orchid bark if it's possible the fine one, and then uh, perlite. And then I think what it really works as well is putting a bit of finely chopped sphagnum moss in the in the mix, uh, because it keeps it keeps the soil damp, which is what this plant likes as well. It doesn't like soggy soil, but it likes it damp. So sphagnum moss is great at doing that. So I think it's good if you can get hold of some of sphagnum moss or if someone can, then mixing it with the regular soil and mixing it. Yeah, because sometimes uh, the soil that comes in when you buy it is, is not, is not it's it just you water it and water it and all the nutrients go and you need to, to change it a bit. Yeah.
1: And with light for this particular plant, what's the regime there we don't want it you know alongside the cacti and succulents possibly no no we don't want we don't want it in full sun full sun is not advisable
0: uh, because it will just burn the leaves and uh, and and it will uh, it will kill it it can't can't stand full sun it likes bright and direct sun actually so that's, that's what it really likes my, my one is in an east facing window a few a couple of feet away from the window and gets the morning sun which is the best sun because the afternoon sun is very strong so it's doing really well there And a south-facing window is, especially in the Mediterranean is it's it's um you couldn't you couldn't have it in the UK, maybe in the winter months it'll be alright, but uh, I will keep it a few a few feet away from the window if it's a
1: south-facing window. Is this a plant that's subject to drafts? Like, if you did keep it near near a window, you know, it, a cold drafts presumably won't be good for it either. No, it doesn't like drafts. It's
0: it'll suffer. No, so that's why it's better to keep it away a few feet away from the window because if you if you have a draft, it will kill it. Yeah, it definitely, doesn't like that at all. And if you have in a shady area, it won't maybe it won't grow so well. Um, and what I advise as well is to dust the leaves at least once a month, so it it will improve with the, to capturing the light for the mm. through the leaves because sometimes you get you get all that dusty all that dust on the leaves and that
1: is is is. And what is what do you use cloth. to dust? Just a damp cloth
0: yeah a damp cloth and I think it's really it's really good for the plant and I really like it it's like very therapeutic for me as well yeah (laughs) totally relaxing yeah and it connects you with the plant even more so I think it's it's a good thing to do I I do it with all my plants really I try to do it
1: yeah and I love that satisfying moment when you turn the cloth over and there's like dust on it and you can see that it's come off the plant and it's like yes this is great I've just made the plant so happy that makes me uh gives me a little bit of a a kick when I see all the dust that's that I've collected off the leaf that's probably because I don't do it very often and there is the thing there, <laughs> <dust on everything. laughs> uh, what about feeding the uh feeding the poly is this is this I mean you know it's a tropical plant I presume it needs a good old feed during the growing season
0: yeah, yeah, it does need it. It's a really good idea to feed it. I would uh, feed it uh, in the growing season every two weeks uh, and stop stopping feeding towards the end of August. Maybe start feeding again at the beginning of the spring uh, with a half diluted green leaf plant fertilizer. Uh, it's, it's, it'll be great for that. It'll, it'll thrive. Yeah, I'll really. Like Do you
1: that. have any particular ones that you that you swear by? Any particular brands or anything? uh i try to use organic
0: ones but um right now i run out of it and it's a bit difficult because everything is closed here in Barcelona. still yeah of course uh, (laughs) yeah i find it difficult i need to go and get some as soon as they they open but uh try to get some organic one i guess brands are different here yeah probably organic
1: ones are good Excellent. Uh, and if you happen to be successful with this plant and end up with quite a large plant, is it a question of divi- uh, propagation by division, or is there any yeah. other way of uh, increasing your poly?
0: Yeah, uh, rhizome division. Uh, so it's quite easy to propagate that way. It's when you see it grows and it's full and it has a lot of new growth. Uh, it's the time to propagate it, and you just cut off a piece of the undergrowth rhizome and and you can pot it in a different pot just separately from the mother plant and uh, keep it warm moist and that's it It will start growing and producing a new plant yeah
1: I've seen so many people who, who who sort of think they've killed the plant and then sort of take it out of the pot and find these rhizomes and go, hang on a minute, is that is it all over or not? And then realise that they can actually replant them, which is which is a great quality to have actually in a plant, and especially a plant that sometimes doesn't uh, respond well to uh, indoor climate <laughs> mm. um, and struggles. <laughs> Yeah, it's not easy. It's not
0: easy. It's a diva. It's a diva. <laughs>
1: well, I have to say, I don't have a poly. I've got a, uh, an alocasia black velvet, which I think is Ooh. easier to grow. Um, I, I think it doesn't need to be so evenly moist as poly. And I I mean, I'm not great with uh, with alocasias, but that one seems to have done okay. But I daren't get a poly because I just think that I'm going to be too mean with the watering can. <laughs> wow, try it, try it. It's not yeah, about I trying. Do. Yeah, I should I should give it a go I'm just I'm just a little bit uh nervous of uh yeah introducing yet another high uh demand plant into my life but yeah I have got a yeah. nice little setup of Aroids now so maybe it could add to that that group yeah is there anything else we should mention before I let you go Maria? Well, like all the members of their, well, their
0: Acai family, like all the Aroids, like Philodendron, the Peace Lily, all this, um, the famous Monstera. So they contain, uh, they could be poisonous for, for for pets, for dogs and cats. So watch out if you have a dog or cat, uh, you know, you need to be aware of that because if it eats it, you can, you know, it can produce nausea or vomiting. So it could be could be a problem
1: that's yeah. a really good point they yeah it's a real issue if you do have a load of plants and then get a puppy or if you've got a, a cat or any pet or a child that likes to chew things yeah it's yeah a child children as well of
0: course yeah little ones. I yeah. think
1: people assume that oh well it'll be all right but you know there are quite a few toxic houseplants and that is indeed one of them so that's a really good that's a really good tip to to include and you know I think <laughs> uh it's one of those plants that it's always going to captivate people because it's just so beautiful. But hopefully with your help, we can, we can keep these plants looking a bit nicer. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it would be very happy in my house today because it's very hot here at the moment it's, it's in this room I'm in it's 29 degrees centigrade right now wow so, um, it would be very happy apart from the humi- lack of humidity but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, you've got Barcelona uh, temperature there I know I don't know what's going on with up. the UK right catching now catching up with us <laughs> yeah I know well hopefully we'll, we'll all be moving out of this lockdown situation together uh, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah back please. to normally you can go and get yourself some plant food but thanks very much for for joining me Maria and uh, let's hope that our pollies are on top form yeah thank you for having me it's been a pleasure thank you very much thank you to Maria and to all my guests during Week. Matthew Leslie Daniel and Thomas I hope you've enjoyed this week of mini episodes and the great news is you only have to wait for one more day for episode 141 to drop I'll be talking to Alice Vincent about her new book Rootbound and another exciting seed based product she's just about to launch and I'm going to be taking the advice of another author, Elizabeth Taylor, who once said, pour yourself a drink, put on some lipstick, and pull yourself together. See you tomorrow. Bye. by the Joy Drops.